It's May 8th, 2016. I'm Ryan. I'm Sandy. And I'm Yannick. And this is Pixels Weekly. Hello. Yay. Hello. <laughs> Hug your moms. <laughs> Hug your moms. Do, 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 Happy do, do, Mother's do. Day. Oh, yeah, Mother's Day. Oh, yeah, Mother's <laughs> Day. <laughs> I was the worst one this morning. It's your. It was your birthday week as well. It was, and I was the worst guy this morning. I was uh, taking my parents on a tour. I mean, this weekend I've been kind of crazy, and even the end of week, try to schedule that for them. And this morning I was like taking them out like I did in the day before. But, you know, like I see people in, in the street with flowers and everything, and I was like, oh, by the way, it's Mother's Day too. Like, you know, because in France it's not the same, but I was kind of like not really paying attention i mean not really caring that much and i was like oh by the way it's mother's day too she was like you just tell me that now <laughs> and so i still i still did my duty of taking her out to brunch and doing the whole shindig but yeah that's nice i've never taken my mom out to brunch never I didn't, we're not brunch people right I think I am a brunch person because it's just late breakfast. Yeah, I like to think of it as late breakfast where you can eat whatever you want. Right. It's like uh, late breakfast, but like a hamburger is totally an option. <laughs> I had pizza, I guess. which was just kind of unusual excited. also. Um, and happy birthday, birthday boy. Thank you. Yay. So I didn't know your birthday was on Cinco de Mayo. It was Cinco de Mayo, and it's a loss of a French uh, battle, too, so. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> uh, well. So do, I don't, don't like, don't I don't really like people reminding people. that, but. I think Cinco de Mayo is a fun birthday to have. It's an excuse to have tequila on one's birthday. Yeah, right, but also... I never did celebrate it. I never celebrated it with tequila. I always celebrated it as, as my birthday. I didn't like to steal, I didn't like Cinco de Mayo to steal the show of my day, but. <laughs> And we all uh, we all got to play Overwatch this week, which we'll talk a little bit more about because today is going to be an episode all about, with some exceptions like Cinco de Mayo and parents and other things, first-person shooters is what we're talking about today because, boy, oh boy, are first-person shooters popular and there's a lot of them coming and we, we need to talk about these things finally. Um, mm-hmm. So we'll talk about serious stuff. Uh, I'm going to kick off HodgePodge this week uh, in the theme of first-person shooter by saying... Two trailers dropped, um, and they were the trailer <laughs> for <laughs> Call of Duty, the new Call of Duty, which is an annual franchise for people that don't know Call of Duty. I don't know how you couldn't know. Call of Duty Infinite Warfare, uh, developed by Infinity Ward. Infinity Warfare, you guys? Infinite Warfare? Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> yes, Call wow. of Duty. Uh, the trailer came out. And I have to say, I thought the trailer looked like complete trash. Uh, I really hate it. <laughs> I, um, but I'm not a Call of Duty fan at all. So I don't really like the Call of Duty games, but I think this Call of Duty looks especially bad. Um, I would rather play Halo than like a spacey sci-fi Call of Duty. Um, and I know many people feel the opposite way about that. And then in the same <laughs> week, Battlefield um, came out with their trailer. And so the new Call of Duty went way into the future um, there's going to be space. There's maybe space battles happening. Who knows? I, it's it's kind of hard to tell in the trailer. Um, and Battlefield, as almost as if they got the memo that Call of Duty was going further into the future, said, "No, we're going back to World War One." And so, in this Battlefield trailer, there are flamethrowers and trench warfare and 
uh, old-timey planes and dudes with goggles uh, flying them and... Guys on, on horses, horses with sabers. <laughs> swords. Yeah. Ugh. And it just looks... World War I was rough. <laughs> World War One's a tough war. And uh, it was also like a very sort of bummer slow war. So it's interesting to see like Battlefield say, tr- try and make it exciting. Um, but yeah, it's... I, I super, super loved the Battlefield uh, trailer and... Uh, Polygon had an article <laughs> that made me laugh. Call of Duty Infinite Warfare's debut trailer gets savaged on YouTube. Activision <laughs> responds. It says here, uh, the this is, hold on, wait, this is by Michael McWhirter uh, at Polygon. The first trailer for this year's Call of Duty game, Infinity Ward's Call of Duty Infinite Warfare, debuted on YouTube on Monday and has since racked up more than 8 million views, but many viewers... Hundreds of thousands of them have expressed their displeasure with the futuristic Call of Duty by giving the video a thumbs down. Now, I just checked the trailer, and its current totals are it has 12 million views, which is quite a bit of views, 242,000 and change thumbs up, 964,000 and change thumbs down. So, I guess people aren't liking it as much as I didn't like it, but... I don't know. I'm I'm wondering if uh, if people are seeing this and it's either the Call of Duty that they don't want or it is um, people are finally starting to get fatigued on Call of Duty. Who knows? Do you think maybe it's because of the the um, the, the fact that maybe the both premiering events, both event, you know, they Call of Duty Activision was doing a a Twitch stream to announce the game. And I was not watching it, but I was uh, following Twitter a lot. And I saw a lot of people that I follow amongst other guys that were kind of like disappointed about the fact that 30 minutes in or 40 minutes in, there was nothing really new. There was nothing really announced neither, uh, at least around the gameplay. I feel like we'll know more about the game around E3, but the hype around Battlefield and that even premiere, you know, that premiere event that was really had a two hour pre-show. I was like, it's two hours pre-show. How long is going to be the show itself? If you have yeah, a two hour weird. pre-show, that's what you get for the Super Bowl. If not, <laughs> I know. you know, and um, so I feel like maybe, maybe it had to have an impact. Cause I also checked just now Battlefield one trailer has 16 million views. Um, so the hype around the old old school battlefield, but it's true. I mean, maybe have a little fatigue for the futuristic, overly futuristic uh, Call of Duty. And I remember Black Ops and Black Ops Two being a little bit more classic in their genre and their mechan- mechanism and yeah. like identity and graphics had more had more positive feedback than. Um, than the latest futuristic warfares. It's editions. funny because these two games really, when you look at Battlefield, Battlefield always had sort of vehicular combat and sort of non-standard combat stuff, uh, and and Battlefield really flourished in like Battlefield 1942, which of course is towards the end of World War II, and Call of Duty was also a World War II shooter. So, um, but it seems like neither of those shooters want to touch World War II with a 10-foot pole these days. And I don't know if they're worried people are going to get broken down on World War II, but how many how many games can we have dudes in mech suits running around? You know, it's it's getting too much. And, and really, if I'm going to play a dude in a mech suit, I'd rather play Titanfall 2 whenever that comes out. 
Yeah, no, I think Call of Duty is a Call of Duty. It's a Call of Duty game. It's Infinity Ward. It's gonna sell out. It'll probably beat Battlefield. Yeah. Uh, I don't think it's. I don't think there's Call of Duty fatigue. I think it's just people are like, hmm, we'll see, we'll see what happens. And we've got two trailers. One's got um, what's his face. The Battlefield trailer has music from. Oh my the god! White they stripes. both have really shitty covers in them, don't they? <laughs> so, <laughs> I think it's just nitpicking. The game's gonna sell. It's gonna sell out. It's gonna do better than Titanfall, in my opinion. I don't think Titanfall. Yeah, I think Titanfall. I don't think people remember itself. Titanfall. No, I know. Yeah. I, but I think Titanfall Two. Titanfall initial problem was that it was only on Xbox, right? Which limited its audience right out the gate. But I, I have really high hopes for Titanfall 2 because Titanfall 1 was, to me, the first uh, game, and I, I believe Respawn Entertainment, um, was, which is the guys that originally made some of the better Call of Duty games, they went and they made uh, Titanfall. And I got to tell you, Titanfall to me is way cooler feeling than any of these games just because it feels really vertical and like they truly understand the value of the jumping and the wall running and the rooftop uh combat more than i think call of duty even with call of duty mech suits ever did um it always feels like the yeah it always feels like the the year-based release of call of duty make them look like they just catch up on the latest trend the latest mechanics um yeah. I forgot the name of the current one but that's when they introduced uh supers you know like you have subclasses of your characters and you have supers or ultimates that you know the more oh. kills you get the the more that you know so destiny power bar you <laughs> you increase <laughs> like Street Fighter 5 too has that but it's a very cool mechanic and then you know not to shit on them they do it very well uh it's a very fun game to play I just feel like if I had to compare to another type of game, it's it's kind of like those FIFA. It's going to sell. People are going to love it. But it's more and more feel like developing a stronger and a core fan base. And it's dropping people along the way um, is my my take on it. Just because it's on a year based. If some people are always going to look forward to it. Always going to find their fun year after year, season after season. Yeah. But people from the outside don't see it becoming a new game don't see many in new stuff to be introduced from one year to another so a lot of people are like oh you know here's the money maker again you know that's how you see it right and, and let's face it no matter kind of what we do uh or what anybody else does people at the end of the day in these multiplayer based shooters that do have campaigns and i'm way more excited to play a world war one campaign than the futuristic campaign but uh, people are just going to go. But Call of Duty they campaign has always go. been awesome, right? Yeah, Call of Duty has a very good campaign. They usually do. So um, always like jumping into a movie. That that you have to give that to them. Um, so. my, my, yeah, I think it? what people are more upset about is Modern Warfare Remastered being an Infinity Warfare exclusive. Like you need one to have the other. Yes, you have to buy. You have to pay eighty dollars if you want to play the old game. Well, yeah. Don't you think that you know? Well, I'm I'm happy that the community kind of like is upset about it, and I'm 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 excited to see uh, Activision's reaction on it. Um, also, I think just season. give it six months, and once they've yeah. made their money on the new game, it might sell it separately. Right? Yeah, they'll just be like, yeah. oh, it's fifteen bucks. You know, please just buy it. Especially, it. especially if everybody buys this game and they see the numbers of people just playing the old one. 
Right. So, anyway, that's my hodgepodge. What else do we have on the list? I think, Sandy, you're you're up. I'm doing something evil. Oh, no, no, I'm not. What? <laughs> no, we're, we're trying to get um, a bunch of people together at work to play this game called Werewolf. And Werewolf. it's not a video game. It's a travesty. Sandy <coughs> just savage. She's a savage. <laughs> it's not a video game, but it is a very interesting game because you do have to play together. And the premise is you have three villagers and then you have three werewolves. Everyone else is a villager. And it's kind of like uh, like Seven Up, where everyone puts their heads down, a drink, and then the the game Seven Up. <laughs> put your thumbs up. <laughs> I don't know. I have I the same I idea remember. in my head. I think I vaguely remember Seven Up the game. What's what's Seven you Up? Remember? The game? Seven Up. You put your you're in like elementary school. You put your head down. You put your thumbs up, and then there's seven kids, and they walk and they put your thumb down, and you're the next group of person that goes up. Seven Up. Oh, okay. I know. Now, so yes, I know now what I remember. Wolf. I vaguely I know what, remember that. So yeah. I know what so, I know what you're going to talk about. I know what werewolf, werewolf is. I played that already. So with with werewolf, everyone puts their head down, and the narrator says, "All right, then the the werewolves are going to get up. You all get together, and you decide who you're going to eliminate." The thing is, the werewolves know who the werewolves are, but the villagers don't know who the werewolves are, and the goal is to get rid of the werewolves. Before they get rid of the villagers. So the villagers can essentially eliminate someone as well. Mm. Whoever they think is the the werewolf. And it's kind of getting to know everybody. There's backstabbing involved. It's going to be a pretty interesting game to like get to know people with also. So werewolf. And there's also other variations like mafia. Uh, you can add different characters. Like, there's a priest yes. character in there who you could save. The priest can save someone, and if the werewolves were going to kill that person, but the priest saves that person, then no one dies, and you still don't know who the werewolf is. Yeah, I uh, I love uh, any sort of social game like this where, like, 99% of it is is the interactions, really, that you're having with everybody. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, how good, how good of an actor you become at the end right <laughs> uh, that's why that's why i think we don't see that many board or social games adapted to video games to try to bring back that interesting game like because i played it and, and i played it when i was very young and i was amazed by it it's just like you need a person to kind of like master the situation and uh, and give a little narrative talk you know between the between the rounds of that game um, I remember it was very fun because we were at camp uh, while well, I was like ho- going on hikes, you know, like horse riding and hikes and everything. And, and like in the middle of the forest in a chalet, we would all gather and play that game. I remember that was the first time I played that game ever. It was very fun. But I think that's why you never really see that many social game being adapted to video game. The only thing I can think of is Mono- Monopoly. It's pretty much it. Um, well, Dungeons and Dragons had a video game well okay so that yeah but i feel like but dungeons really and dragons the video is really game just is like not, social oh yeah sorry uh the video game for dungeons and dragons is not the role playing the in a game. video game is very rarely you actually playing the role it's you 
ingesting the script that they've written, right? It's you and mm-hmm. just watching it kind of happen at you more than it is you going, and I cast magic missile and and it should explode in thine face. No one plays Dungeons and Dragons. I want to. I want to. Anyone want to play Dungeons and Dragons with me? When I play, I'm not being like, okay, now I'm actually like, ah. Oh, I want, I want to play Dungeons and Dragons where we're all doing voices. Can we, let's, we should make, we should do one episode of this show someday where we play a mini bit of Dungeons and Dragons. I never played Dungeons and Dragons. Me neither. And I've got, and I bought the stupid book, and the character thing, and everything because I just want to play. Why won't anyone play Dungeons and Dragons with me? I have the book, and I have many, many dice. Many, many dice. Many so dice. wait, so do you play that with colleagues? Do you play werewolf with colleagues? How many people do you need to play that game? You need at least, I, the good number is 15 people. So three werewolves, one priest, and then everyone else is a villager. So and you need the dark place and candles. No, that's just, that's getting like morbid. We're not, we're not raising the dead. We're playing a game. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> We want you to have a real Buffy the Vampire Willow situation going on. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Yannick, what else do we have for HodgePodge? And then we'll move on to our editorial. Yeah, this week uh, I was busy letting the... Welcoming the parents and getting them around and everything. So they landed on Wednesday. So I didn't have much... That was probably of those weeks where the only game that I was able to play were the ones on my mobile, on uh, on my iPhone. But the... I still had the chance because I pre-ordered it, pre-ordered the game. I had the chance to uh, have an early access to the open beta of Overwatch. Overwatch, we all and played so, it. Yeah, we didn't play. I'm it not together. gonna. No, we need. We, we need to play. Well, you guys play on PC though, right? I played it on Xbox. Well, we're covering all I platforms. I play on PC. <laughs> so we play have PS4. You played on PS4. I played on PS4. Sandy played on PC. I played on Xbox. Great. We're the most qualified podcast to talk about this game, right? aren't we? We've tried, we've, we've, we have feelings about all platforms. Yes. It's great. So on PS4 then. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. It's like three platforms, I feel like. And that's what's cool about this game is that there didn't make a difference uh, in the way they treated the consoles compared to PC. Right. Console feel great. 60 FPS. Uh, I loved. Um, I was a little bit thrown off. I mean, but it's you know, it's it's a new world you got to get into. It's new uh, characters, new heroes you got to get to know. Um, it's a it's a fresh new world, and uh, the artistic uh, direction of it is very unique. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like a nice I, uh, modern Blizzard look. Yeah. Very clean. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Very clean. And um, and I love it. I played. Um, so for some of you that don't know, um, Overwatch is the new hero shooter from uh, Blizzard, and the open beta is open till. If you listen to that podcast on Monday, you have until tonight to give it a little shot because it's uh, the open beta closes on uh, this Monday night um, and will return. I think the last time, the next time it returns will be for the official release on May twenty fourth. Yeah. Ryan, I'm looking at you from Google I, Hangout I, camera. <laughs> yes, I, I think that that's correct. I think I'm pretty correct. sure. Well, yeah, you should definitely. Yeah, the 24th, and you should definitely download it and try it tonight. Um, Monday being tonight, um, Monday, May 9th, 2016, <laughs> being, t- being tonight for all future dated people. But um, 
yeah, it's it's super slick. And I yeah, I, sorry, you continue to give your impressions. Maybe then I'll give a little, and then Sandy gives a little. Yeah, I played uh, so honestly. I didn't have time to unfortunately uh, play that much. I wish I, you know, I could have just been taken in this game and start leveling out and uh, and get taken by this by this by this game. There's not much to do. There's no so there's no campaign, right? It's just you jump in once in a yeah. while, get a game going. A game is around ten minutes. Um, I went. I just I didn't. I always wanted to select my um, hero shooter, but there is a mode where you can just randomly um, have a hero selected for you. Um, but no, I just I did went not like did that mode. quietly <laughs> the, the the training and and jumped into a couple games during just one night of gaming, and I um, I played one game with Widowmaker, which is funny because randomly out of those twenty four, I think or twenty ish. Um, uh, uh, heroes. I picked the one that is has strong French origins and has a strong French no action, accent. At least I know she's like when she re- when, when she respawns, she's like c'est la vie, and then boom, <laughs> back to it. Which is just and, like uh, it's so sad because like it's just as much French as Americans now, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> but then she has a strong, strong accent. It's so funny. I really liked it. So she's the one that um, plays. Uh, I think you can call it support. I need to Google it because uh, I don't want to upset people that might know more than me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she's kind of like has that gun that the, 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 the ability, the specialty of the gun is that it has a, a longer scope with which you can, uh, you can um, easily snipe people with. Oh, cool. And it has a good target. It has a good target acquisition. Yeah, it's a, it's a pretty good. It's a pretty good shot. And if you don't zoom in, if you just hip fire, it becomes an automatic weapon. Um, and the ultimate that she has is pretty much you can track people' movement. You see their ghost. You know, you see their echo from be- you know even behind a wall. You see all the enemies walking in in on your line of sight, even if they're between behind a wall. So it helps you really um, control a point. Like she's the one that you want on top of buildings and and snipe people out, you know, stay behind the tank and kind of like finish up clean, like get the good amount of damage with the with the sniper and then do the clean up with the with the auto rifle mode. You know, you get a body shot, get almost like 60 percent of their health done and you just finish it. And she also has some sticky bombs, so you know you can like traps that you can stuck on the wall. Uh, the next character that I played with was our um, Roadhog. I feel like everybody has tried this Roadhog. big dude with no, the big I belly. Tried him, no. um, he's got this hook, like this um, chain that you can hook people with, to grab them to you. He's like the and, butcher and, 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 in Diablo. Yeah, he it it looks he looks kind of like the butcher. Yeah, yeah. he kind of looks like the butcher. And uh, so he has this hook that you can um, that is on a cooldown and that you can grab people with, bring them to you, and uh, and finish them with a shotgun. So he has a shotgun that has a kind of like a short range power and uh, and another type of bullet, another type of I would say another mode of his gun that shoots a more middle mid range uh, crate of bullets mm. um, in case the person is a little bit further far in front of you he's very slow uh, slower than Widowmaker um, and he also has the ability to heal himself a little bit every 10 seconds so he's really uh, and he has a lot of health uh, compared to Widowmaker like he's the tank he's one of the 
is one of those hero from the on the tank section so you're the one that wants to get in front i was a little bit frustrated with him because um even if with widowmaker i lost the game that i played uh you feel really getting you know crushed on when you're a tank uh you have to be in front and you have to take on the damages and if you don't have the, t the support behind you or if you don't have the healers with you or if you don't have much coordination in your team you will die a lot and you will just feel a little bit of frustration yeah um trying to you know trying to break through uh the enemy's line um but he's very fun he's he's like you know he also has a good good lines when he dies or or kill people you know is is very like gross and that that big belly with a tattoo in the middle of it yeah um he's very fun to play with i didn't have the most it was the one that i had the less fun with because i feel like the movement speed is something that really didn't really catch me i wasn't oh, really the guy I see what you're you know i need i like to if i'm not good at shooting i like to, or if i see someone better than me at that i like to i like to take advantage with the positioning and kind of like the The, the 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 strategy thinking you know so i like to be able to flank move around uh try to get them from above or get them from around and with this guy you have to be the one in front of your team you know first line and ready to die or you know get those clutch kills and and pretty much be always here to 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 take the damage um and then the last one that i played i, I can't remember if i played three or four characters but the last uh The last one that I played was in The Angel. Um, what's her name? Mercy. Mercy. Yeah, I really love that. Like the last time I felt I'm that really satisfied was with. I didn't with... try any of those characters, and and I'm <laughs> so we're gonna have not not overlap at least with the ones that I have to talk about. Yeah, so from the from the game where I played with Rainhog, I got resurrected multiple times by this mercy and then one guy was playing mercy very good and was always here to resurrect me her uh, resurrect is her ultimate so it's only on limited amount of of um of usage but she can uh she can resurrect people from just shortly after they die and so i was like huh, i want to resurrect people that sounds cool i mean and i really felt uh as satisfied as when i played wow being pretty much the guy you know here for everybody and And the game shifts completely. You don't look at enemies anymore. You try to hide and you look at your teammates. So you look for teammates and you look for the teammates. I was looking for the teammate. I had a guy who followed me matchmaking after matchmaking. Uh, and uh, he was really good. And I had him on this on my team this time. I was like, oh, this guy's good. I'm going to be here for him to support. So I can either... Mercy can either give a bonus damage to people with her gun or either... With kind of like a laser beam that follows, you know, your allies, oh, or she yeah. can be a, or she can heal classically, you know, uh, give healing over time. Um, and I only noticed halfway through the game that I was able to give bonus damage. I was like, oh, that's interesting <laughs> now. So you really have to take a decision. There is no cooldown on both of them, but the same gun does it. So you know, and uh, the gun that she has can also switch to an offense mode where it becomes just kind of like a sidearm. So it's like it does damage, but it doesn't have a lot of bullets in the magazine. So if you use it, it's you can take one person down maybe if you're good at it. Um, but uh, But that's pretty much it. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, and she's... Um, I really had fun with her. Because, you know, you can also fly... The way you move quicker is you look at your... Once again, you have to look for your ally, target them, aim at them, and press the... I forgot what ability button it, button is, it is, but 
it makes you fly. It makes you get to them. If you're a little bit far and they're on your line of sight, you get to fly to them uh, to get closer and get the heal going. So, yeah. And like when you're a healer, it's interesting because she's from the, she's on the healer section of Eros and um, she, uh, all the healers have this, have their allies kind of like name over over the, the 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 heroes that play with you and when um, one of your ally gets really with low health you get to see kind of like a, a red bar a red alert on your screen uh so that you really know who to who to get to and who to try to focus but it's very difficult it's a very difficult game style because you gotta manage you gotta you know especially when you're not with a very organized team people might flank and use different different lanes and you kind of want to be in between and help everybody kind of like be available but still out of sight from the enemy so it's Mm -hmm. it's a lot of like new thinking about positioning um you still want to be there but you don't want to be seen by the enemy so it was kind of and the maps i thought were really good that's the game that we had a lot of nooks and crannies yeah 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 they're really fun there's a lot of verticality also so you're really gonna have some heroes that are gonna take advantage of that. Stay, uh, you know. There's that guy with the bow, uh, Widowmaker as well. The girl that I mentioned uh, first can really use this uh, those, this verticality because she also she also has a hook, so she can like hook to walls and it, she, it will kind of like pull her to this wall that you just hooked at. Uh, so you can get on balconies in no time from you know from the street level. Yeah, that's cool. Um, so really had a lot of fun, a lot of potential. I still think from the negative negative side of things, um, there's not that sense of progression that some other FPS or some MOBA, I don't want to compare it to a MOBA, I won't do that. Um, but it's going to be just entertainment and fun if you play alone. You know, turn your brain off and jump in on the game, uh, especially on PS4 when not a lot of people communicate. If you want to get the most advanced strategy, I would advise everybody that listens to go and try to go on forums and try to go on on LFG, aka looking for group uh, websites to try to get a team going, find or like find bodies to play with. Doesn't need to be a full team, but it would be cool to kind of like I would want to play that game a lot if if I get to play with people. Yeah. Uh, I won't be able to just commit, you know, like I want to complete something. And if I just jump in randomly and the only thing I'm going to go for is skin, no, I kind of want to improve my gameplay. And at some point there is only, it's a very team-based shooter. Um, even if you do well and your team doesn't, you might still lose the game. So I don't want to be frustrated. I want to I want to win as a team. And the best way to do that is just to find friends and people to communicate with. And to clarify, I mean, you do still gain levels in the in the game it's just a matter of it only really unlocks cosmetic things it doesn't unlock any anything that changes the way any of the characters play yeah and i one, think that's better though I, it's very well people are uh, going to come down on both sides of that i think yeah yeah definitely but that's kind of that's team fortress is like that anything that you get is really cosmetic it's not really anything that changes the way the game actually plays same thing with dota Anything that you play with um, in Dota, it's all cosmetic. It doesn't really change the gameplay, which I think allows for more strategy. And then you've got characters who are really good at, as Hanzo, as you were saying, who will take advantage of the vertical points on the map to really ambush the opposite team or something of that nature. I think it, it makes for a better gameplay when you're not grinding for 
things that change the game. If that makes sense. And still, um, to clarify, and this was not part of the beta, they were intending to put it in a beta, but they didn't put the competitive, they're going to have a competitive mode, uh, which it's going to be kind of like a ladder system. You're going to be, it's going to be skill-based matchmaking. You're going to be grinding from, you know, division, you know, depending on your, on the, on how well you do, you're going to be able to grind on that ladder system that is going to give you a certain ranking in the game so i'm really looking forward to that um i've started playing the game without knowing that this system would be in place and you can only access this competitive uh, mode if you reach level 25 it's not a big deal but it still requires you to get to know the game get to play multiple heroes while grinding your levels and once you have that enough knowledge which level 25 can you know, guarantee by itself, uh, then you'll be able to jump into the competitive and try to grind on that ladder. And, and that, I think that competitive mode will be the thing that I will strive for and try to, try to get good at, really. Now, one game that I will compare this game to, um, and I'm, I'm, I do want to push forward because we get so much to talk about today, but um, I will say it has been comparing itself and other people have been comparing it to Battleborn, which is a, another shooter, another character-slash-hero-based shooter that just came out on Tuesday, um, and it's by Gearbox, the guys that make Borderlands. And I have tried, I tried that beta, I tried this beta, and in my experience, the character design is superior in Blizzard's game. The feel of the game, the 60 frames per second, the quickness, the fluidity is better in Blizzard's game, and... Uh, I and I I am not hammered by what I think is pretty bad voice acting that Gearbox has going on in that game. So to me, if you only have money to buy one of these games, I would go for Overwatch. Uh, I think you're going to be a happier person. The two people that I played with was Genji the Ninja, who I really liked and compared very directly to a like mushroom ninja dude that was in Battleborn. Um, differences, Genji throws like shurikens, and they actually do damage, whereas like the other guy threw <laughs> like little spore knives, and they barely did I felt like I was just, you know throwing toothpicks at people in, in Battleborn and in Overwatch, I was like, oh I'm a stealthy ninja who's able to run around and do a lot of cool ninja stuff uh, and I also played as Reaper which is the sort of skull mask guy with the dual. Uh, He's badass. I love Reaper. He was really cool. You get to like turn and you phase out and you become invulnerable to damage and you can kind of escape situations like that. Or you can also, um, uh, God, you can teleport to different locations. And the ninja has a mode where you pop the ability and he, he literally bounces bullets off his sword back at the person. It was, it was very, very game. cool. What what characters do you play? Um, I played and- Reaper, Diva, Bastion, Farah. Um, then I played the the mystery May. I played that mystery mode. And May's OP. May's OP. May has like can you can like invoke wall of glass glasses, and her gun is the more you shoot at people will just freeze them and you can just aim you have a few seconds to aim at their heads and just get the headshot and one shot kill them it's <laughs> May's cute it, it, she's kinda, is May single? yeah she was kind of hard to play with though is May single because <laughs> she's pretty cute <laughs> she's got that little I snow also played outfit. as a 
Lucio, who's a healer, and then then I got put into like the mystery thing, and I was like, "What is happening?" Because I kept changing heroes, and I Roadhog, Reinhardt, uh, Soldier seventy six, Farah. It was a I was all over the place, and I was like, "All right, I don't like this game mode." Because I, mm-hmm. which one did you like the best? That's hard. I think Reaper. I think Reaper I like the most because I like his ultimate, but uh, I want to like Diva because I think she sounds hilarious. <laughs> she's uh, she's an esports champion, <laughs> and uh, already she's, a, she's <laughs> GSL esports game. We already have a esports champion. She's she's in the game. Yeah, yeah she's, that, a, she's know, a it's a profession a like ninja. Exactly, and <laughs> so. Her and I, her character is just such a troll. I like. I want to. I want to be really. I want to play as Diva, but I also want to play as um, Winston. Yeah, I really want to uh, try Winston too. I, he yeah. talk about great character design. What an original looking character to be in a game like this. Um, okay, so let's talk about uh, our editorial for the week. We are talking about first-person shooters like we have been for the past 25 minutes. Um, I just want to give people out there, if you, I'm sure everybody that plays games has played first-person shooters, you've probably played a ton of first-person shooters uh, because many, many games are first-person shooters. Um, But just a quick, uh, two quick things, which is, if it comes to first-person shooters, here's what's coming out, and this is from now till the end of the year. We have Overwatch that we're talking about. That comes out on the 24th. Uh, before that uh, is Doom, right? A remake of a very old classic. Um, maybe not a remake, but a sequel, reboot, you know, whatever you call it these days. Uh, that comes out on the 13th. Homefront The Revolution comes out uh, just four days after that. We don't know how, how good. That's kind of a weird day for it to come out, I think. Uh <laughs> I do. Uh, and then we also have Battlefield 1, the World War One shooter. That's coming out in October. Uh, right near my birthday, actually. Maybe my birthday show, we'll talk about Battlefield. Uh, Call of Duty, mm-hmm. that comes out in November. Dishonored 2 is coming out in November. Deus Ex, is kind of, that's kind of an RPG, and we can talk about more of that a little bit later, but that's coming out uh, in August. And there's a bunch of other things that are technically have roots in first-person shooters but are not necessarily shooters like no man's sky is a first-person game right. you shoot people in a ship. This you one, yeah. can shoot people on the ground technically a first-person shooter mirror's edge there is it's a platformer she's got no weapons she's got no <laughs> weapons it's a platformer it's a it's a action game but certainly shares a lot in common with many first-person shooters um dead island is a first person shooter turned rpg um and this is not to mention any indie games that come out between now and the end of the year so for people that uh, a little brief overview of first person shooters they're video games centered on a a weapon usually a gun or some sort of projectile uh, they take place in the first-person perspective, meaning I am seeing out the eyes of the character, or, or theoretically out the eyes of said character. Um, and this this is usually something that is based around the act of killing, <laughs> or more so, more so around if you go all the way back. 
Um, there was a very old game in 1980. Many of us had it on Windows 95. It came free, I think, with the arcade pack. Battlezone. And this is also an old arcade game where you, you actually play a tank. And you're going around shooting other tanks. And that was one of the very first first-person experiences. Fast forward, right... When games were starting to mature and and people were discovering, oh, different ways you can interact, first person became a very popular option um, with the release of 1992's Wolfenstein 3D, which was essentially when the modern first, what we think about as a first person shooter came to be. You are B.J. Blaskowitz, and you're killing Nazis, and this is... It was actually banned in Germany because of all the stuff that it was associated with. And then uh, the follow-up to that, John Romero and Adrian Carmack's Doom in 1993, which became a massive success. And uh, very quickly uh, very quickly after that, they followed it up with Quake, which is a Romero-Carmack uh, and Trent Reznor on the soundtrack for Quake, which was kind of a fast Doom plus multiplayer started to get involved, which is the ability for people to take their shooting skills. They're so good at shooting computer things. Now they can shoot each other. Oh, how fun. Um, then, uh, then get this rare and Nintendo go into the console space with Goldeneye on the Nintendo 64 in 1997. And that was... Really, there was first-person shooters on consoles before that, but none of them felt so good or were so successful or were exclusive like GoldenEye was for the Nintendo 64. And I'm just going to pause for a second to remind you guys that in GoldenEye for Nintendo 64, you can't look up or down, really. You can, right. You just move, right? It was just walking around yeah, the map. That. You just move. I remember turning a corner and always being like, "Oh my god!" You know? <laughs> uh, then in 1998, Valve's Half Life really started to to show that these games can be shooty, they can be violent, but they can also tell a story, and they can kind of be compelling there. And then Half Life was modded and made into a mod called No One's Probably Ever Heard of This. Counter Strike, <laughs> yes, Counter Strike, <laughs> a hugely popular game, still played today, and of course, in, in many offshoots, it became its own thing. Um, and then in November of two thousand one, Halo Combat Evolved came to this Microsoft Xbox thing, um, which was actually, if people remember, named after the technology Direct X. It was their Direct Xbox. Um. And that that was really the first first-person shooter to to really have what we would consider a modern control set for consoles, where twin stick, right? They had one stick right. looked around, the other was moving and strafing. There was grenade throwing, and it, it started to have multiplayer and this stuff. And of course, I guess the next evolution after that was Call of Duty's Modern Warfare, which has really started to put the demand on all multiplayer shooters to start having leveling systems and progression systems. And and Battlefield did this a little bit too, right? Where you were kind of not just playing the game flat like you would in a Team Fortress or like you kind of do in Overwatch, but everything you do is earning experience and getting you better gear and better guns and da-da-da-da-da. So um, 
with all that in mind, there's there's so much to talk about just in that. But I want to ask you guys, what's what was your first first person shooter? What what is your memories with FPSs, if you will? I played Goldeneye because my brother knew he could beat me all the time. In it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so he let <laughs> he used you as the guinea pig. Yeah, it was pretty because they didn't want to explain the mechanics to me. It's like because uh, if I understand right. what's going on, then I could beat him. You didn't know about the golden gun. And I knew about the golden gun. They just didn't want me to get it. So, <laughs> For the people that don't know, the golden gun was the gun that you can pick up on a golden eye map that was a one-hit kill. Just you shoot, and you guarantee that person's going down. And you can rack up. Ma- it was so out of balance, right? You could rack up a massive kill streak with the golden gun uh, in that game. Yeah. Nope. They didn't. He didn't want me to, to win. The jerk. My brother, he's a jerk. No, he's okay. He's, he's a jerk. <laughs> he's uh, a jerk, but he's, he's okay. <laughs> he's okay. Yeah. And then in college, I remember playing Halo, and I was never really good at playing Halo because I play with inverted controls, mm-hmm. and apparently that's kind of weird. with inverted controls? I play with inverted controls, so I have to, I have to like switch down up. That's what I do if I'm playing, playing like a space game or a flight game. It's all my like games, they're all, they're all inverted. Oh, you're all inverted person. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. Everything has to be inverted. So I could never really get the mechanics because the controls were never inverted. So I'm like, I'm going down, but I'm looking, I'm not looking where I'm supposed to be. This doesn't make any sense to me. And then um, Bioshock was the first person shooter where I I learned how I like to play games. Mm. And I'm like, oh, I have to invert the controllers and I have to do this and I have to do that. So, BioShock I didn't even is my think favorite. about BioShock when I put together some of this stuff. Holy cow, what a great game. Yeah, and the thing that's that's really great about BioShock is when you were talking about uh Modern Warfare focus on online multiplayer shooter games and then you have Half-Life which is more story driven. Mm-hmm. Bioshock kind of brings that back where it's like you don't need to have this online uh, element in your game to actually like tell a story. Like a first-person shooter can tell a yes. story, and it can tell a very good story. I love Bioshock. It's my favorite. I, I, I think my first first-person shooter may have been Wolfenstein. Or it could have been, it could have been Doom or Quake. It, it went all the way back there for me because back when AOL was a thing (laughs) (laughs) you could download it's crazy to think about but you could download a you could spend two hours downloading a four megabyte demo (laughs) (laughs) that's true the old days uh (laughs) <laughs> uh, and you would download them to floppy disks, and I remember or, or floppy like, disks. What? Yeah. <laughs> and not not the not the big ones, the small ones. You know, I'm not that old, but <laughs> uh, kids are like, uh, we would trade Doom on floppy disks, and because uh, and, you could just copy a game back then. It was like essentially nothing stopping you from just like, okay, we'll just make a copy of the floppy disk. Um, if you had enough hard drive space <laughs> to, to make the copy. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, I remember playing them, and Wolfenstein and Doom, it's so funny to go back and play them now. They're great, but they were so scary when you're a kid. You're like, like especially, you know, coming from Super Nintendo and everything was just like Mario, all of a sudden being in, like, a 3D world and uh, and coming around a corner and seeing, like, a dog, and you're like, oh, and, like, the dog's attacking, and you're like, no, 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 no. Like, I wasn't very good at them. And then I think, you know, after that, uh, it kind of, I've, 
I've always sort of liked first-person shooters from afar. Um, I only recently, as you know, I've talked about on this show, played played the Halo games, all of them. Um, but I guess I, I almost always prefer third-person shooters. And I'm and since I'm not a huge competitive multiplayer guy, um, like it doesn't it doesn't thrill me in the way a really great story or experience will thrill me. Um, I don't really partake in the Call of Duties, although when I was in like late high school years, we had a place in Massachusetts that had a, it was like a LAN party, like a massive LAN party. Uh, it was like this old warehouse that had literally 200 people that all brought in their PCs. We brought in our PCs. I had built myself and we hooked up and we were playing Battlefield 2, I think. Um, and we were playing the heck out of that game. I was the best Battlefield 2 helicopter pilot you ever saw in Massachusetts in that room. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but And, and the hey, scope dude, was so limited. You and have now, a helicopter now, driver? Mean, oh, dude, I yeah. got the best one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I, I, have, I have a lot of Battlefield memories. There was one time where my brother and I were both in a jet and like Tyler didn't know what he was doing, and he just he just says, "I get it." He's like, "Get in this jet with me, spawn on me." And so I spawn on him. We're both in this jet, and then he sees he's flying to a mountain. I'm like, "Pull up, like pull up," and he and he just goes, "Take the wheel." And he jumps out and, and parachutes out, and I just crash into a mountain. And I just to this day we still say to each other, "Hey, take the wheel." Um, so first person shooters, certainly, uh, you know, they're the source of, of, of plenty of memorable gaming moments, but yeah, Bioshocks, oh, that, that game was so good. Such a good game. I never yeah. played Bioshock. Um, have you ever heard about Duke Nukem? Get off the show! <laughs> Duke Nukem? Have you ever heard about Duke Nukem? Yeah. Oh yeah, Duke Nukem, Duke Nukem, sure. That was probably my first interaction, because I didn't play it. It was always at my buddy's house, and I would Hell always watch King, him baby. play uh, <laughs> play a lot of, like... Um play a lot of games and uh, since i wasn't an owner of a pc or neither a console maybe just a ps1 i was just enjoying myself seeing him uh, play duke nukem because he was yeah. kind of entertaining and he was kind of like a good player even though he was seven eight years old he was like going through that there's adult a lot of game. that game there's like a strip club and stuff like yes yeah. it was fascinating for us because it was the first game we saw you could give money to strippers or something like that yes uh did you and, just think uh, like this is what americans are like yeah, dude. Like it was, and he was so <laughs> iconic. It was that blondie kind of guy, like badass. And yeah, um, the, you like, could just go through Los out. Angeles and kill, kill uh, Los Angeles and kill like aliens here and there. Um, I remember it be, being very interest, interesting, entertaining. But I, that was my first interaction with an FPS. Then Goldeneye came along the way. I didn't even own in sixty four, but I was playing with friends that would also wreck me because they would be able to train. And they were also older, so I guess their thumb skills were a little bit more developed than mine. Um, but gold and Goldeneye was before the internet, right? So like yeah, when we yeah. all played Goldeneye play locally, multiplayer, yeah. we were over someone's house, four controllers plugged into the same box, yeah. right, on the same cartridge, and split screen. So like you get the tiny screen. Yeah, the stuff. screen was four boxes on yeah. the TV. Mm-hmm. I we play that right now. Playing uh, probably one of the few games that has that feature. One of them is Rocket League, and uh, we play that at work. And I'm like, oh, can I, I'm just going to play alone online so I can get the full screen. I can't do this. <laughs> so you can um, see the ball. Yeah, right. I, um, I like split screen. I miss it. 
Yeah, I do me too. too. Yeah. And you know what? TVs, are, or at least my TV, <laughs> is bigger than it's ever been. So, yeah. like, I probably have plenty of screen real estate to do four player split screen, you know, on a whatever 60 inch TV or whatever it is. Yeah. And my first game, my first FPS was. Um, my first FPS was, I'm, I, I, I keep thinking because it was not, it was not a, uh, it was not a PC game, but I'm pretty sure it was maybe Medal of Honor. Yeah. Right. I love the Medal, the of, Honor Medal of Honor on PS1, the first one of its name. And, yeah. uh, the one that I have the biggest memory of, cause I would like, I think I finished a campaign like 10 times or something was, um, Medal of Honor, Honor, um, in uh how Modern do you say warfare. it in english no. <laughs> uh no it was uh infinite warfare uh no it was um in first line is that how you call it um there was uh, like it was kind of, yeah, it was no, not an expansion so. it was not a dlc it was not an expansion but a full game it was kind of like an expansion um first line how do you say uh, that front line it could front be front line front line yeah yeah, front line on PS2, and I would love it because it was. I mean, the the yeah. the, the storyline was really cool, and the first mission was that uh, nine, 1944 uh, Normandy uh, battle on the beach. Yeah, um, D-Day. D-Day. Right? It was the report, and like you know, it start by the you know it start by the motivational speech. You know, on the boat, you see your your buddy next to you throwing up right at the beginning. Yeah. being seasick and you're just like and like the, the scenery I, I i still remember it i you know when i still have this those games memory of it being very good quality but now if i turn it on if i boot it up somehow I'd be like dude that looks like shit but like the memories i have make it seem like it, <laughs> in my mom in my mind it's a 60 fps game with yeah. awesome graphics <laughs> and a great sound quality where it was just like released in 2002 and was probably very pixelized and everything but um yeah. no i mean i love that i love that game Early i love the campaign games tend uh, not to hold up in the way that our memories hold up like like super mario world Mega Man x these super nintendo era 16-bit stuff holds up pretty well um with the exception of everybody's a little too like chunky and meaty like <laughs> in, in that era of game like character designs for some reason start to get a little puffy mm-hmm. but like old 3d games like the really thick polygons and the you know kind of like the scale of everything is so wrong yeah that you it's so hard to buy into like you'll be seeing a gun like uh, if we look back at goldeneye like the silence pistol you could see like it was a hexagon or something to make the barrel yeah. of right. the gun yeah crazy no, i really different. loved the uh, medal of honor frontline i wasn't even it was still a good good competitor to call of duty i mean call of duty was just being out uh right. and only when call of duty 2 came out that's really when the series of medal of honor started to die but of course i mean medal of honor and then close shortly after that was 2002 but shortly after 2003 2004 of course halo and halo 2 and all that and that's yeah, but halo was supposed to be a mac exclusive yeah. It was in. It was a real time strategy Mac game. World. They yeah. debuted at MacWorld and they yep. they showed it. Yeah, it was not an FPS. <laughs> Every time he has to sing that song, I remember before Halo <laughs> Five it. came out, Ryan and I would be in the office and sing that song to each other. We'd see each yeah. other every morning. It was like, oh, <laughs> it made me download the soundtrack, oh. listen to it. The hype was real. <laughs> 
Um, I, I now I wanted to kind of this is a little bit of a soft question slash topic for us, but like, why do you? Why is it that first person games have become so popular? Do you think now? Because uh, let me just pull up this stat for us that it, it was really interesting to me, but it was. Uh, I'm going to have to edit this part. <laughs> you really wanted to do some parts <laughs> not edited? <laughs> Shit, fuck. We were on a Shit, we were fuck, on a run. Fuck, 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 fuck. fuck. <laughs> <laughs> um let me show you these stats from statista.com. Uh, Statista. Which, yeah, sounds legitimate. <laughs> uh this is a genre breakdown of video game sales in the United States in 2014, so a little bit out of date, but uh, probably factual because all the, you know, 2014's done. <laughs> um, action games, which we know this is very, very broad and probably includes plenty of shooters in it, or, or first-person games, 28% of all video games sold in the United States were action games, and followed underneath it is shooter games, which is 21.7%. So the vast majority of the games that people are buying, and then like sports is after that, and role-playing is after that, and we know that there are many very popular role-playing games that are first-person. So we really seem to like first-person games as video game players. Why do you think that is? The, this is on the based in the U.S., right? This is the United States in 2014, yeah. Yeah, we like our guns. I mean, it's, yeah. it's, there's there's no way around it. It's just, it's one thing to, you play, you play to win, you've got an objective. A lot of these games that are really popular, like your Call of Duties, your Medal of Honor, you're, you're playing and what is believed to be America's greatest generation. And... Uh, you know, whatever. I know we, we call them the greatest generation. Yeah, <laughs> we we call them greatest generation, but because you know, World War Two is such a it's so cemented in, in our history and who yeah. we are. And if, even if we can glimpse into what that was like, even though we'd never do that, uh, it's just something that people like to experience. Everyone wants to be a hero, so your Call I of Duties allow you to be the hero. I think you tapped into something there, too, because a lot of these shooters are based on even the very first popular one, uh, you know, Wolfenstein. That's a World War II theme, right? It's American killing Nazis. And I, there is something, I think, too, that like – and then we just buy sequels because we know Wolfenstein. And it's like, okay, well, I'll buy another Wolfenstein. Mm -hmm. Or we know Call of Duty. It was World War II, but I'll just buy another Call of Duty. I wonder – if there is something to the fact that World War II was a very, in terms of how we look at war now, in a modern sense, it's a very clean war mm -hmm. for America, right? Like, bad guys are definitely these people, right? The, the bad guy himself, the worst of the bad guys, is definitely Hitler, right? Or, and, and, and the like. And, and I, there's this group of people in games and it makes me laugh that call of duty has zombies mode now because there's this group of people in games that you're kind of allowed to kill without feeling anything and it's nazis and zombies typically. yeah 
pretty much. Like if you kill a Nazi as an American, you don't you, and, and it's probably most other countries, right? Nobody thinks twice about killing a Nazi. Nazi uniform bad, blah, right? Yeah. Same thing with a zombie. Zombie eat me bad, blah. And yeah, I, I think that that's why it maintains a reputation as the greatest generation, and and probably has a lot to do with. You know, we like the good guy, bad guy. And as a vi- and in a video game especially, right? Yeah. You definitely love being the the good guy and then you've got games where you kinda you kinda test that. Like like yeah. Bioshock, you're not really you kinda are the good guy, but you're not. Don't spoil anything. So oh you know, the game's been out for like forever, guys. You should have played it. Play the game, play the game. But it's it's one of those things where I think people genuinely like being the hero. And it's so much safer to just pull out a virtual gun than it is to pull out an actual gun. It's true. And I, I mean, I certainly hope that people who would be picking up and using real guns are picking up and using fake ones instead. Please play a video game instead of shooting something. And that goes for animals, people, and clay pigeons. <laughs> <laughs> just play a video game for God's sakes. I feel like um, to is Duck Hunt of- an FPS? No, maybe, maybe. Who? Which one? What Duck game? Duck Hunt. Oof, Duck Hunt is kind of a about. first-person shooter. And with the actual gun. Yeah, the they gun. literally gave you a gun. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like the um, what's interesting about this mechanic is not so much what you see, but what you cannot see. Like the immersion is also one, obviously one easy, like. Um, the immersion is total, but the best part of a first-person shooter is not so much what you see in front of you, but more about what you don't see. You're ang- being in a first-person shooter, you obviously have a the vision of try to have that angle of vision of a person, and mm-hmm. that allows for interesting stuff, and that allows for interesting, um, interesting consequences in the way you play and you know how cautious you become about the world around you behind you Mm -hmm. it's Mm -hmm. like that's that's only when i I can only think of if i play a third person um game compared to a first person shooter i will inspect the world around me way more being a first person shooter because i will turn around you know or turn you know watch around that door around around in in that corner and look no, no, look with my own eyes if I really, you know, went and explore everything. Um, and it goes the same with all multiplayers, you know, like so many. That's probably the, the only time when really you can outplay someone by shooting him from the back or anything. And and that's a very powerful tool, the fact that you are. Uh, and we probably mentioned it right right now, the, the most popular, uh, the most up and coming and recent new um, kind of like game um, game type are survival games and most of them are using the the first person aspect to be uh, uh right. to be a, a deep you know a deep part of the mechanic of the game because that's what you you're thrown into that world or that jungle that is so foreign and so dangerous and it goes dark you know it gets gets to be like through you have to make your way throughout the day and throughout the night never knowing what's behind you um and that's 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 what's so good about it. I mean, first person has become so like fundamental to how we think about video games that the most the newest and most exciting technology in video games right now, virtual reality, 
is almost exclusively right, right. first person, right? It's like now we can now we can't just play a first person game, we can strap it onto our head and our head is the first person game, right? No, oh, that's true. <laughs> so that's uh Let's talk about the sub uh subgenres for a second, which is uh you know, we t- we had that mini uh, discussion about Mirror's Edge. First person games have found themselves into RPGs, uh, Dead Island, Skyrim, Fallout, even Severed on the Vita, which is a first person dungeon crawler of sorts. MMOs, Destiny, The Elder Scrolls, EverQuest, the very first popular MMO, first person. Uh, survival games like Ark and Rust, uh, Experiential, Everyone's Gone to the Rapture, Firewatch, Gone Home, Gone Home is one of my favorite games. Puzzle, uh, Mist, Witness, I almost Witness, forgot about the Witness. MOBAs now. Yeah, and MOBAs with Battleborn and, and Epic has Paragon coming out, which I didn't list, I think, in these games that are coming, but uh, Paragon is coming out soon as well, which is a first-person MOBA. So what? which one, like, where do you tend to gravitate? Because now that there's, it's so big, so many games are first-person shooters of sorts, where, does, where do you fall in the subgenre of like, ooh, I'm really kind of this person? I think a first-person shooter has to be exactly what it sounds like. It's... It, the first-person perspective is one thing, but it has to have the shooting element in it. So you have to have the projectile. Yeah. So tried and true, your Call of Duty, your Bioshock, that's a true first-person. And the other subgenres, I consider them more of a. You're actually a different game type. You're not the first. You're not an FPS. <laughs> I, but you are a first-person. Yeah, the first-person perspective is. is What's one your thing. favorite type of first-person game? I guess is what I was was going for. I think that's always rough. It has to, it has to be shooters. The first person game, the aspect of being able to like shoot someone, the original is always the best. And for me, it's it's mm. an FPS. I mean, obviously, I'm kind of biased, but I really like the RPG take on it. Um, it allows for it yeah. allows for more decisions around the. Um, it's it's not it's not just the, your choice of weapon. It's your choice of abilities. It's your choice of gear. It's how you're going to play out. Um, and I'm also going to mention the fact that I really love some uh, FPS game that take it a little bit further where, uh, and that was also in Halo, when you would drive a vehicle, you would transfer and you would switch to a third-person mode, a third-person view. And um, yeah. or like in some, in some non-combat, um, you know, like some friendly zone, you would be in third person um running around with your character and only when the scene when the when the action would take place you would go back and only see your gun and you would because you know you have your gun and you have to survive and that's when that's when the real deal starts um geez sandy what game could yannick be describing where it's third person when you're in social environments and then all of a sudden becomes but i have a question for you though i have a question for you though i'm talking talking about mmos and i'm because i really i'm really looking forward to another game uh another game comparable to destiny but any game that would kind of like get close to it and like let's say another EverQuest or whatnot, I would want to try to start from scratch and try to get into those this type of game. Uh, I'm also mm-hmm. looking forward to No Man's Sky because that could be really on the same on the same type, even though it's going to be, I think, in my opinion, a little bit more experiential more than being really MMO um, oriented. But have you guys ever, I have a question for you made me think of it looking at mmo have you guys ever found yourself in world of warcraft for a night or two or for a week 
playing in first person shooter because you were able to zoom in and out and make right. it make it first person, right? It's just that you would just right. not see yourself. You would not see whatever <laughs> right. stick or whatever axe you have in your hand. But did you ever find yourself doing that? Yeah, I, I've done it. I, I'll definitely do it too. To like, I'll zoom into my character and wow to like look around the environment without the you know context of my body there <laughs> take, yeah, a take, take a screenshot I've sightseeing been, yeah. right yeah um, no i play on a pvp server so oh, that geez. is suicide oh my god <laughs> sandy's always doing the whatever we think nobody actually does <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking. I was looking this at the server. This is lime juice, lemon juice all <sighs> over again. Everybody. How can you choose PvP when when you look at the server list? There is like a a green that says normal and a yeah, red that people. says PvP. And, I'm not gonna go for red like PvP red written PvP server all over. It. Yeah, it's, it has blood on it already. I'm like, no, I'm going uh. to that server that says normal and it's green and it's friendly because I don't know anything what's gonna happen. It's also funny because the uh. server that we picked is uh, is horde heavy and I play an alliance character. So oh my god, <sighs> I'm tough. just asking for you it. Pay for that transfer. No, nope. gotta talk of, we gotta, <laughs> I'm gonna deal with it. I'm gonna we gotta deal mention with it. We gotta mention. All right, so um, to quickly wrap up on our first-person shooters, there's so much we could talk about, and we maybe we oh, could yeah. do a whole separate episode where we just talk about the evolution of the multiplayer first-person shooter. Mm-hmm. We could do that mm-hmm. next week. Yep. Um, but let's two. I want to do two things. Number one, of the list of games that we talked about of the first person games coming out for the rest of the year, which one of them is like the yeah, I definitely have to try that or I definitely want to buy that for you. Overwatch. Overwatch. Yeah, I love Blizzard. I love all of Blizzard's games. You just say with the voice of the Night's Watch. <laughs> the night. <laughs> you know nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I have um, to I have to be I have to be uh yeah I have to follow Sandy on that just because just because it's probably the most revolutionary the the it you know it's that new fresh air breeze I was going to say I love revolutionary face. is basically team fortress 2 with more characters Yeah days. no it's the first game they've created in 20 it's the first franchise in 25 years for Blizzard yeah. It's a new so franchise from Blizzard it, yeah. it really is insane and I will definitely get Overwatch but I think the one for me is No Man's Sky. I am just painfully, painfully, you know, fascinated with and uh, really hoping that that's a game where I'm, uh, guys, I'm kind of secretly hoping it's the last video game I ever have to play and like I just play it forever and then I die. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And you're like, Um, I've seen all the planets, son. I've seen um, them all. And based off the two trailers, would you get Call of Duty or would you get Battlefield? Infinite Warfare, Battlefield, oh, Battlefield for me too. Battlefield, I kind of <laughs> no. It's it's been a while. Sandy's we haven't seen some up. classic weapons and stuff. You know, it's been yeah, a while. Totally. Be good to I want to see a flamethrower and a sword go at it side by side. I'm guessing one of those would win. <laughs> All right, do we have uh, do we have a, a third part of the show today? Yeah, we have. Is it a cat or a video game character? Very exciting. with me. And a pan and a cat is it a video game character? Is it a video game character? And I guess I should keep score. Let me get let me keep score for Yannick. Let me keep score for Yannick or else he goes wait, 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 wait. I don't I don't want to play this game unless we are keeping score. 
exactly. that, is that a French accent? That is the uh, worst yeah. French accent. <laughs> That, that is your French accent. No, I'm on me. I wish to uh, keep a score. Uh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's just basically Beauty and the Beast version of a French, <laughs> French accent. <laughs> Be our guest. Okay. Uh. I have the funniest story. Yesterday, we were supposed to, for a birthday, <laughs> we were supposed to do a petanque tournament, and the only thing we would have as a trophy would be a baguette from one of the best <laughs> bakery in New York City. Yes. Turns out the weather was kind of bad, so it got canceled, but <laughs> I was really oh, looking yeah. forward to winning that baguette. Bummer. <laughs> we'll get you a baguette for your birthday. No, I want that. Well, dun, I'm, dun, I'm getting dun, one tonight. So. All right, so what do we have? It's, is it, it a famous cat or, or video game character? Mm-hmm. I'm pretty oh sure God, I I'm so bad this. at cats. Let's should, start with Shiva. Oh my god! It. That's a that's a video that, game. Character. That's the name of your cat. <laughs> I'm playing Final Fantasy VII. There's a Shiva in the summons. I I, I have to know this. Well, you, you gave me clues. You don't. You can't do that. No, just Shiva. That's all you get. Shiva. Oh, is Ryan it a cat? Gave me, or? Ryan gave me clues, so I'm going oh, to say video, like video game either. character. Yeah, I think it's all a right. video game character. Video game character. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. It is a video game character yes. from Mortal Kombat. Oh, yeah, Shiva. Oh, right. So you guys get one each. Shiva wins. Cat Monroe. Sorry? Cat Monroe. <laughs> well, if it says cat, it can't be a cat. <laughs> I was going to say, I feel like it's a cat. <laughs> it's a video game character. Ryan? I feel like it's gonna be like a detective, like a woman detective kind of thing. Cat Monroe, it's a kitty cat. <laughs> Yannick was right. It's a video game character. No! If it says cat on it, it can't be a cat. <laughs> this is bull crap. It can't be cat the cat. She's it's a not. guest pilot in Star Fox sixty four. Oh my god, Cat Monroe. Well, that's why that jiggly puffin video game, right? <laughs> We've already said shit this episode. This episode, <laughs> we get to say shit. That's what I'm. That's my decree. Waddle D. Waddle. Waddle D. This is a video game character. Yannick. It's a cat. It's a cat. It's a video game character from Kirby. Two, two. Yes. Do you have any cats in your in your in your questions? <laughs> I do. I do have cats. <laughs> Venus. Venus. Mm-hmm. That's um, a cat. your Venus. Um, your fire. <laughs> Video game character. Your desire. Yannick. Yeah, taking the lead. What is, is it? it? Best of five? What is it? What are we no, doing? No, is Venus a cat or a <laughs> yeah, character? answer the question before you take the lead, you jerk. <laughs> I said cat right at the beginning. <laughs> Venus is a cat. Oh. Yeah, Yannick's right. It's a cat. No! That's told you. And Yannick no. said... First of five two wins. Points. Where is it from, though? Where is that cat from? Because except for your, your house, you have to explain. Venus is an Instagram famous kitty cat. Mm. She is. Mm. She's half orange, half black. Meanwhile, we have to beg people for iTunes reviews. This cat is getting all the hot action on Instagram. Exactly. Dizzy. Is it a cat or a video game character? Dizzy. Dizzy. I'm dizzy. Cat. Yannick? Come on, cat. 
Video game character. No, yeah, because this? I'm trying to think. Um, when I think chess? about video game, when I think about video game character, I think about video game cats. So it doesn't work. Like nothing comes out. <laughs> so, so I'm like, I, I, I'll I'll say cat. You both say cat. Mm-hmm. You're both wrong. Mm. No, it's from Guilty Gear. Ugh, I hate <laughs> this game. <laughs> okay. This is the worst game. Last, last one. Last one. So wait a minute. Then Yannick won because he's got two points on me. Three two. Fine. No, I got no three two. Right. Okay. Cervantes. That's a that's a video that's game. That's a character. video game character. All right. Where is from it from? Soul Caliber. Soul Caliber. Yeah. Soul Caliber. Yeah. Cervantes. Although, that's a great cat name. Yeah. Right. Good cat name. <laughs> that's that's really what I was thinking. So Yannick wins this one. Before we drive each other crazy with oh cat names. God. Well, happy birthday. I let you win. <laughs> I'm bowing. I'm bow- for, for audio listeners. I'm- <laughs> Yay. Applause. Yannick be wins. our guest. Be our guest. And Yannick is the best. He, he makes all the video game. He can't say on the rest. Uh- <laughs> oh, man. Everybody, thank you for listening. Uh, we're still giving out that year of PS Plus, so leave us a review on iTunes, and we will pick our favorite, and you will get a year of PlayStation Plus. Um, and that's really fun. You can go to pixelsweekly.com slash win to do that, and uh, while you're at Pixels Weekly, listen to every episode of the show for free. Um, it's a ton of good stuff there. You can follow us at PixelsCast. Yes, and the, if you like the show, leave us a review. It really is a super helpful thing, and we're not above begging. Please, baby. Please. Leave us a review. Oh, man. And you want something else than a PS Plus? Just let us know and we won't get it for you. But. <laughs> <laughs> it's, just, it's just good to know. So for the next person, we get the Yeah, it's a, actually, it's, it's a good point. It's good to know what you guys would like to win instead. Yeah, well, we, a million we bucks might get is it for the you. answer to that, right? All right, that does it for us. And until next time. Aloha. Au revoir. And we'll see you next week. Homemade. OG. Oh, gee.